it's Destiny. Welcome back. So yesterday we read about Martin Luther King Jr. from his niece's perspective. Today we're going to read another story about Martin Luther King Jr., but this one is about his childhood. It's called When Martin Luther King Jr. Wore Roller Skates, and it's by Mark Weakland. When Martin Luther King Jr. was eight years old, a woman in a department store lunged at him and slapped him. You stepped on my foot, she yelled. Martin didn't know the angry white woman standing in front of him, but he stayed calm. Although he was shocked, he simply walked away. Martin was a child who had learned to overcome difficulties without violence. Like his mother, he was gentle and caring. Like his father, he was determined and fearless. Martin drew on these childhood traits as he grew up. He became a leader admired by millions of people all around the world. It was January 15, 1929. In the hallway outside his bedroom, Martin Luther King Sr. nervously was pacing. His family called him Daddy King. Inside the bedroom, his wife was giving birth. Daddy King leaped with joy when he found out that the baby was a boy. No one knew then that this small child would become a great man. The Kings named their son Michael after Daddy King. But a few years later, Daddy King changed both his name and his son's name to Martin. Martin's parents gave him a wonderful life. He lived in a comfortable home. He had a younger brother and an older sister to play with, and he had loving adults all around him, including his grandparents, who lived in that same house. Daddy King was a minister. His sermons and his interest in civil rights helped shape Martin's beliefs early on. Martin's mother taught him to believe in himself. You are as good as anyone, she'd say. In Martin's family, church was as important a part of life as anything else. Once his father hosted a guest preacher from Virginia. The man talked to folks about joining the church. Martin's sister was the first one to sign up. When he saw her joining, little Martin decided to join too. Well, you're only four years, five years old, said the preacher. I'm not going to let my sister get ahead of me, Martin said. I'm joining next. Martin's family lived in a 12-room house on Auburn Avenue in Atlanta. The house was in the center of Martin's universe. In the backyard, he played with kids from the neighborhood. He roller skated and biked up and down Auburn Avenue with his friends. At school, Martin got along with the other children. But there was a school bully. And when that bully hit him, Martin would refuse to hit back. He knew that violence was just not the answer. Martin's brother was named Alfred Daniel, but everyone called him A.D. He and Martin loved to run and play. They played football and baseball. They played basketball at the fire station near their house. 
Because of racial segregation, though, no black men or women worked there. But at the station, kids of different races would all play together. Every evening, the king sat down to eat dinner. Martin's father insisted that no one eats until he got home. When Daddy King got home late, the kids were all starving. But still, they would not eat. First, they had to recite... First, they had to recite a Bible verse. The boys were smart. The verse that they often picked were just two words. Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in the Bible, said Martin with a grin. Martin often played with a boy from the neighborhood. It didn't matter to Martin that the boy was white. The two of them were good friends. One day, that boy's father told his son that he could no longer play with Martin. Martin didn't understand why the boys couldn't be friends. Why, he asked Daddy King. Why did his father say we can't play together? Martin's parents talked to him about race and segregation. They told him that black people were often treated terribly. Martin was shocked. He decided that he should hate white people. You should not hate the white man. It's your duty as a Christian to love him, said his parents. Martin had a hard time understanding this. How can I love a race of people who hate me and are responsible for breaking up me with my best childhood friends, he asked. You must try, said his mother. One day, I'll change things, said Martin. One day, I'm going to turn this world upside down. Martin was determined. He felt angry when he experienced discrimination because of the color of his skin. When he was 14 years old, Martin traveled on a bus with a teacher to a speech contest. On the way home, Martin and his teacher were forced out of their seats so that whites could take them. It was a 90-mile trip. Martin and his teacher stood the full three hours on that ride home. Martin later said, It was the angriest I have ever been in my whole life. Martin was very smart. He skipped right over ninth and 11th grade. By age 15, Martin started college. In college, Martin was very popular, but he wasn't sure about the rest of his life. He had always thought that he would become a minister like his father, but he began to question his faith. Eventually, though, he came back to his roots. I have decided to lead a church, he told his father. By the time Martin was 25 years old, he had earned a doctoral degree. He med married Coretta Scott. Like Martin, she believed in the importance of peace. The couple settled in Montgomery, Alabama, and had four children. Martin's parents were proud when he became the pastor of Dexter Avenue Baptist Church. His father, Daddy King, was especially happy. As Martin grew older, he became more and more active in helping African Americans gain rights. He was chosen to be the spokesperson for the Montgomery bus boycott in 1955. Later, he led nonviolent actions including sit-ins, demonstrations, and marches for civil rights. He said that he would not respond to violence with violence. Martin gave some of the most memorable speeches in American history. In 1963, his, he gave his famous, 
I have a dream speech before 200,000 people in Washington, D.C. In his speech, Martin said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. That's the end of the story, but there's an afterword, little blurb at the end. It says, throughout his life, Martin Luther King Jr. fought peacefully for civil rights. He also focused on helping the, helping the poor and on world peace. In 1964, Martin received the Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts in 64 and 65. He played an instrumental part in securing civil rights and voting rights for all African Americans. In 1968, Martin Luther King Jr. was shot and killed in Memphis, Tennessee at the age of 39. Throughout his life, Martin Luther King Jr. held tight to his traits that developed as a young boy, gentleness, caring, fearlessness, and determination. By staying true to himself, he became a great American leader. I hope that you enjoyed the story and that you are inspired by the beautiful life that Martin Luther King Jr. led. I hope you have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. Again, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.